Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. discussion about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much all right hey y'all it's five o'clock on monday and we are stealing beer i'm augie carton hi augie carton i'm john hall did you call me aki I, I, I might have. I'm having a really difficult time with accurate words and pronunciations. Today. I feel. I feel like. Kennedy and the thing gave. is, I'm tired. I'm not hungover. I'm just tired, and it's. So, I should have sent so, bigger beers. I guess I don't know. So, so thieves at home. I'm sure you could hear from our giggling that we're clearly on episode two in a series of two. That being said, Kennedy really was well behaved on the last episode. And I think all in our entire environment was 3.6 plus five. Right. So what's going on with Hall is not Kennedy. No, this is not. This, this is not alcohol induced. This, this time, is, this is not Kennedy. Thank, thank you. Augie, thank you. This is wanna, I'm, dri- wanna, I'm driving home from Putnam County at midnight. The, the thieves are getting quite used to Kennedy slipping us roofies in the middle of fucking Sunday afternoon. Every so. time, though, that that Kennedy does send the big abv beers i feel like an hour after we're done recording he starts texting the wives divorce attorney yeah. numbers right just 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 1-800 get out <laughs> <laughs> it's like a long con on behalf of the spouses they're working right. through justin to have justifiable audio evidence your honor of just i will the- <laughs> i will I will say this before I move on to introducing today's accomplice that a couple of weeks ago we were doing exactly that. And usually when we have these things, yeah, you know, I, I never don't have nine more things scheduled immediately after this. But usually when we do these, I get a text from you like three hours later, like, what a lovely nap. And I'm always like, how does Paul nap? And like two or three weeks ago, I forget what the combination of beer chefs and set was. But I looked at the whole family and I was like, I'm going to go take a nap. And and I woke up from said nap just thinking, you know, John Hall's a fucking genius. Oh, Bar yeah. Wine naps are great naps. They are. They're disorienting on Sundays, though, when we're recording these <laughs> days because it's like, holy shit, it's five o'clock. And I now I'm like counting the hours until I can actually go to bed for real. And that it's was, yeah, that was the day and I ended that- with uh, Allagash Triple. That's that's. What oh, yeah, that, that was a, I, that was a good nap, though. Good. Nap. It was. Quality We're now. also in that sweet spot of the year when you wake up and the clock says 5.30 and it's the exact same light as both sides of the day, so you're not sure if you've slept through the night or not. <laughs> but anyway, now enough bullshit. Let's introduce Jeff Greco of Heavy Reel, today's accomplice. Ah, hey, Jeff, yeah. thanks for joining us. What's going on, guys? How, how are you, shore? good man? I'm good, man. The shore? Yeah, you're on the shore. It's one of the things yeah, I get at uh... people when they when they call us the shore, I'm like, we're the beach. The shore is a little south of us. You're on the shore. Yeah, we're about a block away. 
yeah. from where I'm sitting right now. Wow. Now, wait, I actually, so I, I didn't know that I, you and I haven't crossed a lot of paths, but you are local to me. I always try to explain to people that I would never go south of Asbury because of how territorial the, the beach is. But you're, you're in my neck of the woods. I thought you guys had moved. Was, aren't you in a second spot since opening? And I thought it was a little further away from the beach. Am I, is that completely misinformed on my side? Jeff? He's trying to decipher Hello? your decipher your question. Well, we get so Jeff thought, back audio wise. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm hearing you right. You don't go south of Asbury and you don't cross the Driscoll. So you're basically. No. <laughs> well, while, while we get Jeff to dial back in, it's it's a, yeah. it, a Jersey. Like when you see those funny, like angry locals only beach things from Jersey, uh-huh. it's not really a joke. Like my beach is Seabright. I'll go up to Sandy Hook and maybe down as far as Long Branch, but in the summer I don't even go to Asbury. Like it's right. just that somebody else's well, beach and I don't get involved. Yeah. No, there's traffic and people not from around here. So we get we get super people who regional. cross the Driscoll. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hyper like you. Yep. Hyper sure regional. Do. Hyper regional. So so you know, I don't think I've actually been to Seaside since 1983. <laughs> but I, is I, Jeff back? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm back. Jeff, okay, there? there you are. Excellent. So, but so, so I remembered you guys opening as a proper, let's just say, nano, tiny little place. And then I remember a growth and expansion, but I thought it was inland a bit. Am I wrong with that? Tell uh, us Heavy Reels, Heavy Reels arc. Yeah, so we started on a one barrel system, uh, all my stuff from my garage. Um, then, you know, after I think the first two weeks where we actually made some money, I bought. You know, made the big improvement to like stout two barrel equipment. Um, <laughs> and then uh, January pre COVID, we bought, uh, we had the opportunity to buy a new building, uh, a much bigger space. Uh, so we bought it right before COVID um, and finally opened it June of last summer. So, uh, okay. So June of 21. But you're, you're still just a block from the, from the beach? Yep. It's on the same road. Uh, about. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway. All right. Go on. No, I, I mean, I, logistically, what are some of the challenges that you had to overcome being that close to the shore? Water. Yeah. Definitely grain. Uh, <laughs> it's always our issue. We're always, uh, you know, having to drive grain either down to Galloway by Lang City or uh, we found a local farmer in, uh, I think it's Farmingdale. So grain is really the biggest issue. Um, Disposing of spent grain. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Got so, it. you know, we were, it's a, you know, we're a 10 barrel uh, brewery now. So, you know, it builds up pretty quick and uh, it's just the bane of my existence at this point. Do you want me to give you a bit of advice from a old seaside uh, <laughs> brewery that I've learned the hard way? spent tons of money. What? Set it to sea? Put, a, it <laughs> put a hose, put a freshwater hose right next to your glycol triller. Yeah, and just spray it every three or four weeks. <laughs> Apparently, the salt air is horrible for glycol chillers, and I've I've learned that the most expensive possible way. So there's my bit of advice to you, uh, being yeah, that was your being last three summer. blocks from a salt salt water body. Fucking you know, ri- uh, rinse uh, your gears. <laughs> well, that's what I was. I mean, that I, the, it's interesting that you went right to grain, but I was more thinking of like sewage and salt water and all like that close to 
So it's it's fascinating that you went to grain right away, but so our, grain our, disposal, which is kind of sewage. Our chiller sure. was our chiller was supposed to go on the roof, but as soon as uh we bought the chiller and had the guy to come install, he's like, "Are you sure you want to put this on the roof?" So our uh, mill room became our glycol chiller room, which is now doubling as the glycol chiller room and adjunct room. Um, and so at this point, we're not milling our own grain until uh, we finish uh, expanding this building a little bit more. You, you have to forgive me. I haven't uh, been to a lot of breweries in the last two years or so. What is an adjunct room? Uh, so uh, a lot of fruit in there. Uh, we also have, uh, we keep our brewing salts in there. It's pretty much just stuff we, that is always in the way and uh, never really have anywhere else to put it. So it's just kind of a loud cold this time of year room or it's a really hot room in the summer so there's really uh no use for it so we just kind of it's just kind of makeshift whatever uh we we don't want around the brew house or the brewery it kind of ends up in that room <laughs> fair enough john do i need to tell you what an adjunct is sean no 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 i'm, I'm good I'm it's good, evolved over time no it's i no I, longer it's it's core it's corn and rice i understand yeah were you were you uh were you envisioning a a lactose silo like up at up, up at Polaro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on you. I mean, Good it's just you. sort um, of like the candy aisle at Walmart. That's that's what I was so, thinking it was going to be. So you're brewing tents. Talk to me. So at Carton, my brewery, not Carton, the person you're talking to. We have a a um a bit of seasonality to our demand and all that, and and for a lot of years it took us a while like you know we'd have too much beer in in march and nowhere near enough beer in may um and we're, we're getting better at smoothing that but the way we're getting better at smoothing that is by growing a lot do you guys do you get, i imagine you guys have it far worse because you know there is there is a year-round community here that that i don't you know i'm not saying there's no full-time people in seaside but seaside's population changes dramatically in the summer do you have do you guys have trouble smoothing your your memorial day to labor day versus your labor day to memorial day um so the way i look at it is uh you know from starting in july and august june we started uh pushing distro you know to get ready for our october november december january um so definitely uh the taste room sales drop off so we you know this is our first time ever doing distro heavy so uh we started are you destroying yourself yeah self-distro okay good for you keep going yeah um so that's really kind of um you know helped everything out um to keep sales the way they are You're like you kind of know how it is in the summer so like you just kind of open your doors and you're on the beach like you know you might you're going to have sales no matter what this time of year uh we rely on saturday saturdays are always really good um you know we have brick and tom's river right over the bridge so we draw a lot from yeah tom's those river. are year-round communities good point yeah and uh you know i live over the bridge in tom's river uh, it's a big community there's i think three high schools so yeah uh, no it's like the third largest municipality in the state so, I, I don't i don't i don't want to out you on the show but you're not supposed to be selling to high schools <laughs> oh, yeah says the guy <laughs> directly across the street from an from elementary, an elementary school. school yeah <laughs> so, yeah i mean uh so it's uh it it's definitely seasonal but um you know we kind of built this uh distro footprint so when you know summer does come we can keep both of them going and uh you know not really uh stress too too much anymore 
Right. That's that makes a lot of sense. So how long were you a you said you were a one and now you're a ten? Yeah, so we were one, a one barrel brewery for I think two turns. Um and then we were a two and a half, two, depending on uh the style. Right, what you were brewing. Yeah. Um, so then um I just kind of thought we you know, we looked at this building we're in early on, but uh, you know, I, I I didn't really know what to expect with, you know, down here because I was living up north at the time. I didn't really know the beer culture in the area too well. Um, was still kind of te- I was working full time at, at that point and uh, kind of just kind of we did it all ourselves. It's uh, me and I have one other partner, so we didn't have a huge bank loan or everything. So it was really just all hands on deck. We built the place ourselves um, and kind of just built it up as we grew. We you know, bought some more tanks. Uh, uh, we flipped our tanks to buy some other things. And it's just kind of like grassroots trying to grow a business from scratch. Right on. So as you've done it now for a couple of years, what, when you opened your, your fantasy, your dream, your, you know, your close your eyes, unicorns flying in the sky dream of the beer you wanted to make to give to all the, all the people bumping on the beach and seaside in the summer versus what the reality has been. How's that been in your head? Do you get to make just crystal clear, perfect lagers all the time? Uh, I wish. I could. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I did, guess... did you not hear about the adjunct room? <laughs> <laughs> I just that... thought maybe that was corn and rice. <laughs> our, our, top, our top seller actually is a uh, American uh, adjunct lager with corn. Uh, it's called Island Beach Lager. That is our top seller. Um, oh, boy. For you. That's awesome. That's what I want to hear, though, John. Yeah, like, like you got you got to have fun. You got to have everything. But if you can if you can build around a lager, you can build around beer. So so the one thing I learned, I would say, in this building, at you know, when you're two barrels, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't really matter. Like you can literally go in and do whatever you want. Here, there's got to be more a little bit more planning. So when we opened, we opened with a uh, Japanese rice lager with uh, ginger and lemongrass, thinking that's our our lager offering. and that certain demographic just didn't take to it. So we're like, shit, we got to start brewing a regular American style lager for, like now. And uh, we did midsummer and it just kind of took off. And now it's top seller, seller every month. So uh, kind of there you go. kind of blessing in disguise that so we, you know, we love it. We drink it like water around here. So that's the key. What's its ABV? Uh, 5.4. All right. So. I wouldn't be able to drink it like water, but I could drink it like I, milk. I might, I might be wrong. Maybe four points. <laughs> you know, that's it. Right. It's on the label. No worries. All right. So let's talk about, uh, so now's the part where we taste beer. So you've got beer in your cup, right? Yep. All right. So start sipping on it. John and I are going to start talking about, so what brings us together on Seal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we were told it was, what it's doing, not what we were told it would do. And how it tastes, not how we were told it would taste. To facilitate this, John and I drink blind out of opaque glasses. Uh, Jeff has some in his paper cup. Kennedy <laughs> mailed it around the world. And we're sitting in Jersey. Um, yeah. The three, the three spots in Jersey. Yeah. Can I ask you to go first? Because I'm going to be mean to this beer and I don't want to be. Um, I want it to redeem itself. I want you to say words that make me love it. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. Um, I've been absentmindedly drinking this 
IPA of some kind uh, yeah. for the last, I don't know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes that we've been talking on the show now. Um, and absentmindedly, because I don't like really, I, I, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I'm not offended by it. Um, you know, it, it has some old school hop character to it in that sort of super old school super old. School. Yeah. But it's that nondescript, you know, resinous uh, pine sap tar kind of thing um, with some citrus. And I, I, I don't know. This is the type of beer where if I was at a party and it was the IPA option, I'd be like, all right, like it probably wouldn't be my first choice to go and buy it. Um, but I wouldn't be mad about drinking it. I don't know how many of these I would have. Um, or if I saw this on tap at an airport or something and I needed a beer, uh, because I'm hoping that this is somewhere around seven. Um, okay. you know, so again, it's, 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 it's an IPA in an old school tradition that might have a little bit of juiciness on the, on the finish, but it's West coast ish in my mind without overwhelming bitterness. I don't know. Here's here's my problem uh with this beer. I love smelling it. I I love love smelling it. It's it's like when we first opened it, it was kind of like a pretty kind of confusing white wine thing, and then it went through a kind of petrol diesel fuel thing, and then it actually went through it. Then it will. So I think it might be Galaxy and or Nelson, but I think it's like alongside something like Cascade and a very old school Sierra Malt Bill, um, because I don't like drinking it. Literally, not one sip has made me happy in any way. But in the wine glass, swirling and smelling it, it's gone through. Like I smell curry in there. I've definitely gone back to that white wine grape smell. Yeah. Um, I love smelling it, but when I taste it, I'm like, oh, it's an old oxidized, you know, Maharaja. But I fucking love smelling it. Yeah. Yeah, but no, Maharaja, though, has. I just, I, I get, mean, that, I, I just mean that a little bit too much caramel malt. Okay. Uh, 1999, 2006 American IPA malt bill. I feel like this is one of those. Like if you, if it doesn't smell like harpoon, but I feel like it looks like harpoon in a glass. You know what I mean? Like those, okay. those IPAs. Um, it definitely, it's nowhere near the alcohol of Maharaja. I'm not saying it's Maharaja. I'm just saying it's, it's in that kind of Colorado, California before, um, before I knew about things like green flash, like, like right before Green Flash, this was the kind of IPA I was drinking. Yeah. Um, but aromatically, it's fucking brilliant. So I, I imagine we're going to reveal it. And it's going to be like the first guy to use Nelson or Galaxy kind of thing. Um, okay. Jeff, Jeff, it's yeah. time for you to talk about the beer. And you've got two ways to go. You can love it like Hall or you can met it like me. Or you can get somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, I kind of love it because I'm back into the uh, old school West Coast IPAs at this time. So I'm kind of digging it, but I lost him again. Yeah, no, it started to get um, it is interesting, though, to just sort of pick up on Jeff's uh, thread of seeing 
the amount of press releases that come he's through. Back. He's back. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, sorry. Um, no we lost yeah. you for a minute. You were saying you're on a West Coast IPA bender or bender when we when we last heard you. Yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into that style a little bit. So I kind of dig it. Um, kind of what John said. It reminds me of like going to somebody's house that like says they like craft beer, and you look in their like uh, beer fridge, and it's like you know stone and stuff like that. So you're like, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, it honestly reminds me of Kirkland's signature best IPA. Uh, kind of just like wow. your typical, like, but I dig it. I like it a lot. Like, Is that uh, something you buy at Costco? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my, yeah I've had too many uh, backyard barbecues last summer. <laughs> you guys are living it up down the shore. Yeah, man. Yeah. How, how do you even compete in a world where you're just showing up with endless Kirkland brand beer in the coolers? Does Kirkland come in a hundred pack? How do they sell their beer? Uh, ridiculously <laughs> cheap. When my brother got married, we rented a house in the Poconos for like a weekend of just like eating meat and uh, drinking a lot of beers. And I bought the Kirkland signature light, whatever. And I want to say it was like a 48 pack for 16 bucks. It but was, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, yeah. I'm saying like the whole Costco thing is it's only oversized, right? So yeah. I, just, I didn't. Appreciate I mean, it was, that. it was like a ridiculous, it was seven cents a can of beer, something, <laughs> something like that. And it was, you know, for the so, heathens, so, it was perfect. So, so, so Jeff, you're yep. saying this is a seven cent beer. Got you. Understood. <laughs> Locking it in. There's your answer. I hope it's not somebody we know and love. Um, um, all right. So let's move on. Let's get back to heavy. Really, I want to say this really quick though. I want to say that I was hoping for. I, I was. What did I say before? This is like a seven percenter. It might be a little bit higher because I'm starting to feel already. Nope. Not not already. Yeah. John, it is seven point seven percent. This is from. <gasps> this is oh, from it's new. Delicious IPA. It's got to be. This is from New Belgium. This is their Agent 77 IPA. It's part of the Voodoo Ranger uh, thing. And I'll get right. Wait, I, I, Voodoo Ranger might have been the beer I thought it was. But this isn't Voodoo Ranger. It's a variant. This is a variant. This was made with international hops, Nelson Sullivan and Galaxy. It's the, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Joe Camel of beer advertising. Wait a yeah. second. I fucking nailed those hops, dude. You did. Write that we're, down. We're very proud of you. We're <laughs> write that we're down. All, we're gonna send it to the steal this beer museum. So wait, wait. Who can who can tell me what Voodoo Ranger normally would be? John. Fuck if I know, man. Like, but it's it, I, like but honestly, like Jeff, there, right? Jeff nailed it in in the in the sense that in that stone, I, there's nothing wrong with buying stone or having it in. Like I. I Again, like on the show, like we're not going to go against anybody who, you know, enjoys drinking something. But this is definitely a grocery store beer Absolutely. and is priced the right way. And, you know, like good on it. Like and if it pushes people towards going to your tap room or going to, you know, Augie's place or, or whatever, like like good on it. But there's yeah, I I, I finished the can. So well, I think it's a waste yeah. of those hops. Do you? <laughs> yeah, those hops smelled even in this beer. Those hops smelled so fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's but they have a, they have a hop buying if budget. They, if, that, but if they know. mean, but if they mean this, but if they mean this for you know throwing across a room at a cookout, great. But 
Fucking use the hops that belong in that beer. That's what Cascade is for. Justin, I don't know if I know anybody at New Belgium anymore, but we should get somebody on the show to come on and talk about um, their cartoon advertising to children. Sure, yeah. That sounds good. But I can you explain the joke you're making? I don't get it. On the on the can, the, the whole can. voodoo thing is it's a skeleton. It's like a personified skeleton. And they in the very early days had videos of the skeleton like talking to you and it had sort of like a a wendy's-esque on twitter attitude um you know it was trying okay. to like, roast people because the can i'm looking at there. looks like they're just big iron maiden fans sure but it's uh but that's uh, the voodoo I, ranger that's yeah the, i don't i don't know if he has a name or you know or she has a name or it has an i, I you know i i don't know but either way um it, it it was one of these things for a very long time there were not a lot of characters around beer on labels you know in advertising yes but it was very much reminding me early on of joe camel trying for to sure. say it you know understood all right now back to our guest thank you for that explanation anyway so jeff you say you say Hi, you're jeff. leaning towards or you've been drinking some westy coasties and i think new belgium's in colorado right but we can say westy coast uh, right? and north carolina okay um but ha- have you has your love of drinking them made you make them? And has that broken your heart like it does to me every time I do? Or <laughs> have you had some success with that? Or have you just avoided it because you're a smart businessman unlike <laughs> me? So uh, we did one uh, during COVID. And then when we put it, when we opened up the new space and uh, started actually doing production schedules, it was on for, I want to say, July, and it's been bumped back every month. So that just tells you. <laughs> oh, so you're a better businessman than me. Yeah. I was, I was, chopping block. I was super, super drunk with my brewers a couple, God, it's probably years ago now, but I want to say months. But, okay. um, but I was like, you know, it's, it's been so, we've been having so much fun. And like I said, I, I, you know, I love making hazes and I love reinventing hazes and I love the potential of hazes and I'm all about hop aromatics. So those are very fun beers for me. But I came to them by way of what I think we'd now call West Coast. And I was like, we got to make a West Coast. Let's fucking dig it. Let's get some Chico yeast. Let's build a West Coast. And I named it Comfortably Bitter and I made a proper like IBU or better beer and and had all the right reactions everybody said words like you just said jeff like we love west coast thank god it's back and i think i sold two cans of it (laughs) but that's what i was going to say when jeff was uh uh when we lost him before i am definitely seeing brewers push the needle like force the needle uh towards drinkers uh to embrace west coast again uh, the amount of press work. releases that I'm getting, it's well, you know, it it was a slow burn for loggers to take off in the craft space, but I, but I do think that there is a desire, and if the language is there and the education is there about why something should be comfortably bitter or bitter, uh, like hop wise, um, people will come along for it. It's not going to be robust sales like it was in the early 2000s, but. Um, we need that variety out there and we need more brewers to be, did somebody just try beer too? <laughs> like, I want, I want was that somebody <laughs> opening a can or somebody choking on beer too? I'm confused as to what I just heard. Go on. Cause it could go either way. Cause I've already tasted beer too. And, uh, I'm fairly confident that I could light my breath on fire right now. <laughs> All right. I'm about to taste beer too. So finish your point. And then let so I'm go. just saying that like the, the the more you put these beers out there, 
especially West Coast IPAs, which built the craft industry in America for a long time. Uh, there's a general consciousness to it, but not a lot of people who have experienced it, especially like newer drinkers. Um, so making them and making them well and putting them out there, I think is an important role that a brewer can do these days. Like, I feel like Strata and Simcoe has got to be in a banging in a West Coast IPA, but who, you know, I it's on our docket, but it just keeps getting pushed back. But I would love to try. What, what are you pushing it back in favor of? Uh, usually sticks. like usually Island Beach Lager or Drowning Clown. Usually like our uh, core, be- core <laughs> I'm beer. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did you just say Drowning Clown? Yeah, that's our uh, flagship IPA. Now <laughs> <laughs> <That> is it? <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm yep. about to try too, but I also want to ask the question. Um, so <laughs> so. What? Is that your name based on personal experience? So my problem is I want to flesh out your thinking, John, but I want to, I want to, I want to get to, uh, so let's talk about, let's stick with Drowning Clown for a minute. So what kind of, what kind of IPA would you identify Drowning Clown as? You know what I mean? Like it's clearly not a West Coast. It's a double New England. So it's a eight and a half percent New England, Citra Mosaic. You can't really fuck it up. So (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty. Yeah, it's it's uh I, I I yeah, I feel like there might be some secret tongue in cheek disdain for style in the name. Um no. it's actually our only uh, uh like acknowledgement to the town we're in. Got you. It's, Why? Uh, uh on the boardwalk there you used to be don't remember in the in the mid nineteen eighties when all those clowns were purposefully drowned as witches in I seaside? thought that was to keep us safe from, <laughs> from clowns. I thought I thought we all agreed as a community that's what we were doing. He's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Drown him. Yeah. Anyway, poor Jeff. Jeff, tell us why the drowning clown Sorry, story. Jeff. <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. It's a, I mean, it's a short and sweet story. There used to be these creepy clown paintings on the boardwalk. Uh, Sandy wiped away half the boardwalk and they all left and were never <sighs> found again. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they're actually drowning clowns. So if you look at it. the label, there's actually like the creepy cl- clown paintings at the bottom of the ocean. Um, Got it understood so is this like so real quick because you know where i'm from in jersey we have tilly who is our i was gonna say uh, yeah our our asbury park um what are they called punks circus punks face and then we have then we have our psychopathic highway 35 circus liquor clown so are we talking about those kinds of clowns or were they actually evil menacing like you know killer clowns from outer space Fucking creepy, like carnival, <laughs> like uh, 50s style clowns. Uh, so yeah. we actually went a step farther and I like X'd out the eyes on them to, <laughs> <laughs> so to really to show that they were dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and, they were properly and, and, drowned. Yeah. And so. drowned for community safety. I want to say yeah. thank you, Jeff, for keeping <laughs> us safe from the clowns. Fighting for us. Wow. Beer too, huh? <sighs> I, it's definitely thrown a warm glow in my cheeks. Jeff, are you well, up here too yet? Yeah, I got it right here. My eyes, my eyes are growing increasingly squinty. As is this just like a continuation of West Coast IPAs here. This yeah, I was is, gonna say it's like yeah. it's like beer Justin, one. Justin but has with a plan. Sugar. It's, oh, it's, it's like plan. beer one, but with sugar. It's like somebody <laughs> somebody took it took a one eight one eight hundred divorce him uh, <laughs> is what Justin is doing <laughs> right now. Plan. Yeah, one eight hundred get free, ladies. Um, 
But no, um, Justin, it's it's like somebody asked Mary Poppins to help the medicine of beer one go down, and she put a spoonful of sugar in it, right? This is just all those flavors. Again, we're back to uh, the citric cascade hops. We're off the white wine hops. Yeah. But it's 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 just sugary. Yeah, sugar it's and booze. super. Are we talking about it? Are we? Are we? You yeah, we have it? to. I can't all not right. talk about it. We, just, we I, gotta free ourselves from the demon that is this. This you, you, you scrape like the hops Alabama slammer. Oh yeah. right, yeah. No, Jeff, you nailed it. Like this is this is where you know, ten years ago when you were doing beer competition judging, uh, somebody would make the you know who's got a tongue scraper kind of thing. Uh, uh, this this is definitely one of those beers. It, it's it's oily. It's thick. Uh, with yeah, it's with, oily. Good call. Like old old school hops and the but the malt character in this is just like I don't even want to know what cleaning out like one of these like one of those mash runs is all uh, looks like after after one of these beers because there's we very don't little understand. room. What are you talking? I'm just saying, like, like, there's so much malt in there uh, that that is crammed into this particular beer. I think there's an adjunct um, in there. I think there's there's dextrose or candy sugar or something. You think you think it's being boosted up that way? There, it right. smells like sugar to me. Yeah, I, I think but, it's um, all malt derived. I, this, this strikes oh, me as no, a that can't be. I mean, maybe honey malt or Jeff. What's a really sweet? But pale malt because there's no there's no roast to it. Let's there's say zero what's roast a, to this. Maybe Vienna, but I don't think there's Vienna in this. No, no, yeah, no, that's what this I'm is like, like a light Munich, maybe. Maybe. I, I, but here's the thing, though. I this think is, you're wrong, dude. I think somebody poured fucking okay. sugar into this beer. Fine, this is um, boozy as fuck. But you, so, and, but here's my problem. So, so if the last beer is Jack Daniels, this is Southern Comfort. It's like <laughs> the same flavors, but plus sugar. What did you say? You said honey malt before, which doesn't actually have honey. Doesn't taste like honey. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to figure out. Okay, but there is the color, not the flavor. But this tastes like sugar. All right, there is an earthy sugarness to it on the back end, and I, I, between the hops and the booze, it is hard to. And it's going to be even harder for these last 10 minutes of the show to uh, focus my thoughts in a any meaningful way. All right, well, you hold on for um, a second. Jeff, yeah. is this is this continuing the line of your appreciation of West Coast IPAs or is this one? <laughs> this, is this, this is you like bed like me and John. Uh, this is man. This is like scaring me back to being like, all right, maybe not 100 IBUs, <laughs> maybe more around the like 50, 60 mark. I think my connection. Agreed, agreed. No, you, no, you're there. No, we got you. We, that made sense. Um, yeah. All right. So, actually, I'm clicking out now. Let's talk Weird. about. Uh, let's talk about what you are getting to brew besides those two. You besides know the West Coast, what should come along? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. This is Bell's Hop Slam. Oh ah. man! Oh, there's honey in this beer. There is honey there? in this beer. Yeah, you're right, Augie. Pure honey. Double, yeah. double IPA. Now wait, did they did they ferment honey. the honey, or did they add it like at the end? I this think they add fermentable sugar, but I don't know because it doesn't this taste is... dry at all. When no, you brew with dry. honey, usually you end up with a very dry beer. 
This is fascinating. All right. So a couple of things on this. What's uh, the ABV, by the way? Because it represents it. Oh, 10. Okay, good. I was going to say, because it feels, like I said, like Southern Comfort. So this was, it looks like it was packaged in January of 22. Uh, which so was, relatively fresh for a 10% IPA. Which would have been after their uh, sale, but they had clearly already bought the cans because they still have uh, the ketchup bottle. Uh, upside down on their on their label um 10 they're saying the shelf life of this beer is three months which i find fascinating and then there's i don't think i've ever seen this on a beer before uh puerto rico do not litter i saw that what the heck (laughs) that's a weird i've never seen i don't think i've ever seen that on a can before but there's that familiar hop slam uh double yeah Ball so, cans. But this is, but this they're, is what they're able to that, buy those uh, those five pallet uh, those five truckloads at a time. By the way. This right, so Jeff, would be right next to New Belgium. That at that same party, John, it, it would be right fucking next to it. Well, I mean, th- these days they're in the you know in the same set uh, yeah. at, at your grocery store. So I saw Hop Slam at Costco since we were talking about it before uh, a couple of weeks ago. Where a four how pack many of these some- do you have to buy? Jesus fucking four. Christ. It was a four. It was a four pack for like twelve bucks. <laughs> and they I used to like, make mini pegs of it. I know that. Yeah, people used people used to knife each other over getting this beer, and now it's at Costco. Yeah, this uh, was so a twelve buck four pack. But that's what I wanted to talk about. What did you spend on this, Justin? I think this was thirteen ninety nine at Trader Joe's. So you know, that's incredible. Yeah. Also, thank you for not spending no for a four pack. Thank you for not spending thirteen dollars a can. No, I remember you know when this was a hype beer, it would be ten dollars a bottle or something like that. It was crazy. But 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 wait wait wait. You're all you're all dancing around the question I want to ask. Is this beer the reason every fucking beer these days is sweet? Like this uh, beer is way too sweet. And I know Hop Slam's that fucking beer. And I know that all these beers I critique for being too sweet are directly down the Hop Slam line. Are you asking like, if Hop Slam is responsible for New England IPAs? Uh, not all New England IPAs, but the ones that come from a treehouse. <sighs> Right, like God that. Damn that it! I hate you thing. sometimes because now I'm gonna need to go down this rabbit hole of reporting. Yeah, <laughs> but but no. like that treehouse thing, right? Like you, you know, treehouse in a set because they've got that sweetness to them, and they're all ten percent beers. I'm wondering, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't think I'm that crazy that I can ask the treehouse guys. But You're- when when I'm tasting all those doubles I love next to each other, the treehouse ones are the sweeter ones, like this. I, yeah, maybe I. I don't know. I have to. I, no, I want. I know. I want it. it so this it, was it, the question I was going to ask Jeff, but you and Justin fucking said hype beer so many times. I had to ask. I never said hype. Uh, although I you do said remember this was an original hype beer. People used to knife each other over. I I didn't say hype, but I said knife. Uh, it is funny though that years ago. When I was doing blind panels for All About Beer, uh, Chris O'Leary, our good friend from Brew York, New York, uh, was over and had this beer blind and had one of the best tasting notes around this beer uh, where he called it, this is what brewers thought a double IPA in 1996 should taste like. 
<laughs> it's pretty true. Fair enough. Yeah. And Fair I was, I, it, it was super apt at the time and it remains so now. And good on you, Mallet and crew. I'm, it's interesting. I so, might so drink the rest of this. Oh Let's boy. do a third show. Good on you, <laughs> Kennedy. Good on you, Kennedy. You've definitely sent them to the lawyer. There so, Jeff, now let me. Please let me ask Jeff the question I've been trying to ask for 20 minutes now, you sons of bitches. But that's that's what I want to talk to you about. When I talk about hold on, hold on, hold on. So so as IPA has become a completely neutered term because it means anything hoppy, I try to identify kind of those progressions of West Coast versus East Coast versus New England versus whatever. And I'm wondering, you know, as a guy at the Jersey Shore who's refinding his love of the older school IPAs and I believe making a lot of the newer school IPAs. How is like where, you know, where do your like this summer, do you think you still, you know, do you brew sweeter stuff like this in the style of 10 years ago? Or do you brew drier stuff in the style of 20 years ago? Or do you brew softer stuff in the style of today? Like, do you try to mix it up? How much does your tasting room afford you fuckery? Um, not too much anymore. Our New England's are pretty straightforward. I, I was never a big, uh, big into lactose mainly because I'm lactose intolerant. So our sweetness <laughs> coming from oat malt or, you know, I love the raw wheat flavor. You get a little bit of sweetness from that. Um, but we go oat malt heavy for our sweetness. Um, yeah, I don't, I, uh, we, we, I, w- I would love to go back and do some older beers, but we're just kind of stuck in the situation of doing all these new school beers. Uh, if you even want to call them new school at this point. And, uh, you know, I think that's just like what, especially in New Jersey, the market wants just kind of like a very fragrant, uh, beer with, you know, little, no bitterness. And just, I like a dry, a dry yeast, uh, a dry IPA, but, uh, they just want, you know, juicy IPAs is kind of what we've been doing over here. Fair enough. I'm going to strongly suggest I'm going to strongly suggest throwing some Kolsch into whatever your haziest beer is and, and see if you you agree with me that that's the way to meet in the middle. I'm now oh. identifying those as New Jersey IPAs. All right, I'll ju- I'll just brew boat beer over here and then, then uh, try to- uh, <laughs> No, and then and then you're going to hear from the lawyers. Yeah, in a different <laughs> no, way. No, no, no. Nothing makes me more confident than when other people try to brew boat beer. It really does establish my place in the world. Um can, no, you I, know what I mean. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm taking my big ridiculous hazies I've done along the way and swapping out Conan for Kolsch. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's kind of meeting in the middle just because, you know what I mean? It's it's I think it just works with our our water or our air around here. Give it a shot. Have some fun with it. We've been, um, I've, I've been blending yeast now for a little bit to try to get kind of a, a little bit of a unique uh, yeast profile in our double IPAs. Um, I think that's helped a little bit, um, but we still, you know, we change out our yeast pretty free. I lost uh, him again. You did. Damn it. As we're starting to get him back up, apparently being close to the uh, Atlantic Ocean doesn't doesn't bode well for Zoom Internet connections. Nope. Um Kennedy, as we're waiting for Jeff to come back. Yeah, we back. need a letter, Kennedy. I believe we're we're close to the end, but as Jeff comes back, we'll, we'll oh, move I'm, him I'm in the letter. Close to the end. <laughs> hey, oh, he's back. You were All saying, right. sir. Fucking walking <laughs> coolers killing us. Uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. What was the question? I don't even remember. Well, Justin's no, got a fine. letter. 
Justin's going to read us a letter. We're going to tie it all up and watch John and his wife fight for the rest of the afternoon. I'm going to ask you guys about. Uh, <laughs> all right. So jo- John I'm mentioned. Dividing up of assets. Yeah. John mentioned last and... episode, uh, Charlie Chesswetter. We got a, a real letter from Charlie Ch- Chesswetter. Oh, no, I brought him up on the last episode. This is yeah. great. John, Welcome back, Chucky. Way to point to the fences. All right. So he says, greetings, Garden State drunkards. I'm awfully curious to see how all of you feel about the burgeoning smoke seltzer movement, especially John. Him Go being the Lord of yourself. Go him being the Lord yourself. of This isn't a real thing, smoke. right? Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Stop. Kennedy, take a breath. This isn't a real thing, right? He's been I, don't know. I don't know. What does John, John Hall? Um, what does John have in store for all of us with this next smoky libation? I am intrigued. Have you all already signed up at smokeseltzer.com? Have you touched it? You must have. I, for one, can't wait to see what comes next. Until next time, hearts on all of you forever. Charlie C. Chest sweater. Uh, what's the C stand for? <laughs> so, first of all, First of all, did you go to the website? John? Yep. I just went to the website and please tell me this is a lie. <laughs> it's real. And there's no. this. Hold on. Hold on. Safari. All right. I, I want to What am I going stuff. to? Wait, wait. www.http colon smoked seltzer.com. One word. Yeah. Not slurtzer, Augie. Wow, I just spelled it like I would say it. Slurtzer. Seltzer. <laughs> seltzer. Dot There's a lot of references here. Go. <laughs> Send me the barrel. Coming soon. Uh, oh, 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 touch it. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. amazing. Everybody should be going to smokeseltzer.com. So it's a scoop on our Justin's Bodega. Yeah, which was a spoof on Paul's boutique. Yeah. Um, For the best in smoked libations, ask for John, crooked exclamation point. 555 STV1. 732555. I touched it. I touched it. It wants my info. I know. That's how he's going to get it. This is how he's going to. Made a chest sweater enterprise. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is lovely. I have Um, not. so, So wait, please, Justin, go back to the letter. Uh, have what was the question? Have I jumped on this bandwagon yet? Uh, his, what does John have in store for all of us with this next smoky libation? <laughs> have you all already <laughs> signed up at smokesulcer.com? Have you touched it? You must have. I, for one, can't <laughs> wait to see what I touched it. it I, just, for my I info, love that everybody has stopped listening to the show by this point. But yeah, whoever's e- whoever's evil enough to come up with this, Charlie Chesswater, I'm not giving my name and email address to. Yeah, what oh. I what I love about this is that Chucky Chesswater here spent money on this. No, <laughs> well, no you, have to, you have to, you know, domain and hosting. Yeah, it no, might be those four are bucks for the first month. Okay, well. I hope it sticks around forever, and I would love to see a smoke seltzer make it out uh, into the world. Like right. I don't know, you know, it's you no, know, when be, you walk let's into be like good you host. know, let's be ho- good hosts. Let's let Charlie yeah. Chesswetter super Charlie C Chesswetter. Um, I like the middle initial makes me imagine him as a entertaining childhood pizza rat. Um, but, <laughs> Chucky. but uh. But anyway, so so Jeff, 
I, I will try to turn this wonderful goof on Hall's fucking side project number 97 into a discussion. If you could, would you brew? Are you are you a Roush guy? Do you wish you could Roush? Do you Roush? Have you Roushed? I have oh, not yeah. Roushed, no. And uh, I don't think I would Roush either. No, you're not a Roush guy? The, the Seaside Heights people don't... Uh... They don't Those motherfuckers delight. smoke some parliaments. Don't act like they don't. <laughs> Seaside Heights is a parliament smoking neighborhood. I uh, I don't know if I've had a good one ever. Good to parliament? Like- no, there's never such a thing. But you pinch <laughs> the end with the extended filter. and um, <laughs> Like, what would you guys recommend? Is like, you go to a liquor store to get a, you know, a smoked beer. What would you recommend? Shlanka. Um, let me the I, I wanted to ask Jeff earlier because I, I was curious about this. You're talking about your loggers, you're talking about your drowned clowns, um, and all of the other things that you have going on. Because the shore has become such a seltzer centric area, do you get people who walk in your door to the tap room who want you to make a seltzer because that's what they're drinking in their cans on the beach? Well, <laughs> funny. So I thought so. We did one, and I fucking hated it. And we pulled it. I think after like a week, and just kind of, I wasn't into it. Greg wasn't into it, so we're not passionate about it. So we kind of pulled it. And uh, I mean, it, it when it was on, it really didn't sell to begin with. Maybe because it smelled, smelled like straight sulfur. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> right, you well, you were the guy who made smoke seltzer. Yeah, uh, no, we, we scrubbed it. There's nothing, nothing you could do with that fucking thing. So we just, uh, I don't know. That's why there's a liquor store next door. You could, that's, uh, I guess, why White Claw has its place in time. Yeah. So yeah, we're, never again. I swore off it. Never again. Okay. Interesting. All right. Interesting. That's a. Uh, um. Uh, thanks, Chuck. I, I. That's fucking hilarious. Did you? Jeff, did you get to go to the website and touch it? You should do that before we go. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank you for joining us, bro. I'm sorry about your sound difficulties. We'll uh, we'll have to pick a day where you can not be at work and go on a, a hard internet browser or something so we can hear more conversation. Yeah. But I appreciate just, you coming out. Yeah, and It was yeah. nice to talk to you. Um, uh, so tell them how to get to you. Tell them the address. Tell them the website. Tell them the liquor store next door for their white yeah. claws. Make your destination the Jersey Shore this summer. That's right. And there you go. Yeah, so we're 1520 uh, Boulevard, Seaside Heights. Um, our website, heavyrealbrewing.com. Uh, we're on all social networks. Um, step to day on Instagram the most. And uh, check our website for our distribution list. And that's uh, where you can find us. And then uh, right Cass, Cass. Yo, what, do, what do you got? Christian Slater says, write us fucking letters at stealthisbeerpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I almost forgot what the hell their shit was for a second. Oh, seven Jesus years Christ, in. Dude. How high are seven you? Seven years It's, in. it's yeah. not even that. I'm, I'm Weizenbox in, actually. I've been drinking Yepa's uh, latest Weizenbox, so I'm all, all silly on Look that. you holding out on us. Oh, it's so good. So what happens when you put marshmallows and lime in a Weizenbach? That, that doesn't happen with this beer. <laughs> this is a traditional, traditional one. Traditional lime. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> write us letters. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all social medias at Steal This Beer. See what we're drinking on Untapped. 
and Patreons, thank you so much for uh, donating. You know, it does go a long way. Um, those that would like to donate, keep us flowing. Patreon.com slash steal this beer. All right. Yeah, well, I'm going to say thank you to Jeff again. Hope he hears me one of these times. And I am going to. I'm here myself now. All right, y'all. That's the clue. Love you. <laughs> Get at us. Cheers. Cheers.